When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Hey guys, welcome to the audio edition of Clownfish TV. We talk about pop culture, including games, comic books, anime, animation, movies, television, and so much more. If you'd like to watch the video version of this episode, check out Clownfish TV on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening, and now on with the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Clownfish TV. This is Neon. I am here with Geeky Sparkles. Hello. And we've got some uh, dismal Hollywood news for you. That's, man, it's just all, like all bad news all over the place. Well, here's the thing. I think what we're going to talk about here is going to, you're going to see happen a lot. Yes. Um, and I think this is necessary. I think this is kind of the culling. This is, this is Hollywood course correcting. It's Highlander. Which it's we, Highlander. Said, we said was going to happen. From the moment they all started announcing their own streaming services, it's Highlander. So we're going to talk about Paramount laying off a bunch of people. Uh, Paramount is up for sale. And then I think we'll talk a little bit about Amazon Prime Video getting hit with a class action lawsuit because they jacked their prices up, again, to pay for stuff that they overspent on. Uh, and uh, now they're going to be paying for it maybe in a class action suit, which they will probably have to settle. So we're going to, we're going to talk about uh, all of this. All of this in a very special episode. Every episode of every episode of Clownfish TV is special, but this is a super special episode. Please subscribe for more pop culture news, views, and rants. Guys, you get woohoo if you do. So, for those of you who are new to the channel, we've been kind of documenting the decline of Hollywood, the decline of mainstream media, and this is another indicator of that. Uh, Paramount laying off 800 employees after. Record Super Bowl ad revenue and ratings. Now, those two things are not related. And this is where they always try to make these correlations between, well, just because show B does good, that means you should bankroll show A if show A isn't profitable. No. No. Super it just tells you show A sucks and you need to get rid of show A. It makes show A look even worse, right? And that's oh, wait, what. Which one was profitable? Show A or show B? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, one's, profitable. Whatever one makes money, keep. Keep. Whatever doesn't make money, you get rid of. I don't, it's show B, I think. I don't even know what you said. One of the shows. One of the show. One of these things makes money, and one of them doesn't. The Super Bowl makes money. Uh, some reality shows make money for these these different networks. Some of these shows are cheaper to produce, but we see this kind of like uh, false correlation, especially with Netflix. A lot of people are getting fired at Netflix because they're like, "Well, your other shows are doing so good, and you've got record numbers." And it's like, yeah, but they look at the numbers and they're like, "Your show didn't bring any views." You know, everybody's coming here for Squid Game. We're going to make sure we make more Squid Game. We're going to make more Stranger Things. Well, they also want to do things that are going to keep people subscribing or keep them there. But they also right. want to do things as a company. So they have to make be making money. And if you have to cut costs to keep your revenue up, then yes. you're going to do that. And that's what they're doing. And also, they're trying to sell Paramount. There was a talk that they were going to merge with Warner at one point. That didn't happen. And then we had, uh, uh, what's his name? The, the one, the Byron guy who was going to do, he was going to buy it. And then apparently he can't buy it. So I don't know what they're going to do, but the long and short of it is 
is a lot of the stuff they're producing is not making money. So this is coming from uh, CNN. Paramount Global lay off 800 employees after record Super Bowl ad revenue and ratings. But that's not uh, the Super Bowl, which has been around for decades and is like, you know, it gets more and more popular every year because they, the commercials mostly. And I think to see what this halftime show and all that stuff. I mean, some people yeah. like it for the football, but a lot of people just tune in for the other stuff. Taylor Swift. It's the one that might. It's the one that people <laughs> will watch. Swift. Even if they're not interested in football, right. they'll watch it anyway just because they want to see the commercials or the trailers or, you know, the halftime show or whatever. So it gets bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And you can't you, – like you said, there's no correlation here. Just because one thing they did did well doesn't mean that that is enough to offset 800 people that they don't need. Right, right. Um, so this is the uh, the company's chief executive, Bob Backish, announced the layoffs in a memo to employees Tuesday obtained by CNN. Backish did not specify the number of layoffs. Sources said it was around 800 people, or roughly 3, 3% of the company's workforce. Uh, the announcement follows a January 25th memo in which Backish warned that Paramount Global would reduce our workforce globally as part of our path to earnings growth. This pa- is also across the world, not just in the U.S. Right. Um, but this is every company, right? It's like, I mean, this is yes. like headline news on, uh, where is it? Uh, CNBC had it on here. They, they took it off of there now, but they have it like at the top, like in red, they're like, oh my God, Paramount's laying off. I'm like, this is every company. Right. And especially when it involves like streaming, you know, studios and streaming services, because a lot of them aren't sustainable on their own. They're going to have to buy each other out. And we said, this is going to happen when they started, like everybody had to have their own streaming service. We said that. This is bad because it's going to go to customers aren't going to support it and it's going to end up being Highlander and it's going to go back to just one or two anyway. And we said that then and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. So Skydance, um, Skydance has been uh, interested in it and they're they're basically laying people off to get prepped to sell the company because mm-hmm. it's not making. But I don't know because now that the Super Bowl is doing so well, you know, um, but, you know, this is the thing that gets me is that people keep making this this false connection between one thing a company does being profitable um that that should be it's almost like a welfare kind of mentality like a charity mentality it's like and i'm not i'm not attacking people that are on welfare i'm not attacking people that are on charity i'm saying just because this one thing does very very well it doesn't mean that you have to take all of the earnings from that and spread them out equally to bankroll things that aren't profitable and we saw this with kickstarter like we would see publishers on kickstarter we saw boom studios uh, make a bunch of money off of Berserker. We had all these people that worked for Boom on other projects that were completely unrelated, other books that were completely it wasn't unrelated. Even work for Boom, just people that wanted to do crowdfunders, and they were complaining that it was taking all the crowdfunding money. It was taking all the crowdfunding money. This happened with Brandon Sanderson too. He did like forty-four million dollars or something, and they were complaining. That, I would argue people are coming to back it. They're they're coming on there just to back this one. They're yes. leaving, or if they are staying and look around, you actually might have a better chance of getting backers that way than if no one was there at all. Yeah, because again, that that is a, a, a false correlation. I'm not doing well. It's because Keanu Reeves and Brandon Sanderson are on Kickstarter. If they weren't here, I would do better. That's that's they weren't not, there. You probably do worse. You probably do worse because, because you might have got yeah. backers that wouldn't have seen you otherwise. Yeah, because Kickstarter, they're very good at marketing to people that have been on Kickstarter. I get I get emails all the time. Here's new project. Check it out. Here's well, new project. People went it there out. to see well, what's up. What's up? What's what's this about? And they went there. Oh, well, I'm here. What, what other stuff are on here? Oh, that looks cool. I'll back that. That's probably what happened for a yeah. lot of other people. They got backers they never would have gotten otherwise. But that that doesn't mean that you know because the Super Bowl did really well that they should keep making shitty Star Trek. 
Or they need to get yeah. a bunch of people that might, you know, be redundancies. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just, I mean, it's, is it fair? It's business. Well, I don't it know. sucks. I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't. Losing your job That's sucks. That's like everybody equates to that when we point out that it's the reality of the situation and somehow we hate everybody and we're negative. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's just the reality of the situation. Do I always agree with it? No. But does that make it less the reality of the situation? No. No. <laughs> so it is what it is. All right. So the media giant, which is attempting to transition its business from traditional linear to streaming, announced that the Super Bowl broadcasted 123 million viewers, marking the largest U.S. TV audience since the 1969 moon landing. Oh, my God. Network also broke advertising sales records for the big game. Didn't they have like like 10 Timu ads or something? Did they? I don't know. I don't know. They had a bunch of Timu. Yeah, they had a bunch of Timu ads. I didn't think about that. Um, I didn't watch it. I watched K-Drama. Yeah. And played Zoom Zooms. It's like, oh yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday. That's right. That's a thing. I'm not, I'm not a big, I, I'm not a big football fan. I normally no. watch it for the commercials and stuff and things like that. But to be honest, I just didn't care this year. Like I just, I just really didn't. It wasn't my thing this year. I just didn't. It wasn't into it. No, no Steelers. No Steelers. But so, yeah. I watched it even when the Steelers didn't play before for the commercials. For the commercials. It's like you know, I read Playboy for the articles, and um, and I and I just didn't give a crap this time. <sighs> That's it. Just a, a lot of people don't give a crap. I love how you didn't even question that, but okay. <laughs> you just didn't give a crap. No, no, about being Playboy for the articles. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, Paramount is the latest media conglomerate to lay off staffers in 2024. In January, they're talking about... The, these, again, these things are not... These are not related. Talking about the layoffs in the news media is not the same as layoffs at Paramount Studios, no. which makes TV shows that nobody watches. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same as the Super Bowl bringing in a record number well, of viewers. If they're going to make a correlation, they're probably losing viewership over at these news outlets because no one reads them, just like no one watches Paramount. Well, it's on CNN. So CNN, what they're going to do to justify their existence is they're going to be like, well, a Warner Brothers movie, if, if they come up with a hit at some point, Wonka made money. Why can't we get raises at CNN? Yeah, probably. Because it's a totally different division, dumbass. Do a journalism. You know, it's like well, it they didn't say that. But no, yeah. but I'm just saying, like that. That's that's the I mentality. Think this is just them doing a journalism, but okay. That is the mentality uh, of this. That like somebody else is doing well, so we have to do well. I mean, God, I can't believe it we is. Got... A, it is the current day mentality. CNN business videos. We all want to see lower prices, but here here's why that's actually bad for the economy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's just jack those prices right up. So yeah, she's talking about selling it. Um, I think it's going to get sold one way or another. And again. As part of that, they're going to pare down. They're going to be like, okay, we got to keep our it's curbside appeal, right? So they get rid of the bloat, and they're like, this is what you're buying. And this is why I still think before it's all said and done, I think Dungeons & Dragons probably will get sold or something because they wouldn't have laid, like, all the people that worked on D&D off, you know, mm -hmm. right before. Like, oh, yeah, we just happened to lay everybody off at this thing. Well, that it's, we, yeah. it's interesting. Like, yeah, well, she talked about share, selling it. Yeah, and the trending, like you were saying. Uh, the downfall, selling negotiation, prices rose more than expected in January, inflation, inflation. Yeah. And then Paramount Global, these are the trending stories. But I just think it's funny because it's like all about like money and people not having money. Pretty much. And that's the thing. Uh, look, entertainment is a non-essential, mm -hmm. right? So, and a lot of the, the money that they're depending on comes from, you know, like Paramount Plus and streaming uh, revenue. And they spent, they overspent. All these companies overspent trying to compete with Netflix and they didn't really have it, you know, um, they really didn't have the money to be dumping into creating their own streaming services. They would have been better off, in my opinion, uh, just making good content and then 
selling it off to whoever would pay the most for it. You know, make fine. Yes. We're, we're Paramount. We'll make a deal with Netflix or Tubi or whoever. That's what they were doing. And they were doing well. It's when they all decided yeah. they needed to be their own streaming service. And, and we said at the time, we said this is going to happen. Yeah. You guys are going to blow yourselves up trying to compete with Netflix and you can't. Right. And that's that, exactly what happened. That'd be like me saying, okay, well, we're just a plucky uh, little startup uh, software company, but we're going to compete directly with Microsoft. We're going to create a new operating system. We used to just sell stuff to them and made a lot of money that way. But now yeah. we're just going to do it ourselves and compete with them. Go head to head. Yeah. We used, what happens. we used to be a vendor, but let's compete with them. And, but it's and not see just happens. us. It was just us. Okay. But then five other people who do the same thing decided they all want to be a vendor too. And they got greedy. What happened was these, these, these companies like Paramount and Disney, and at least Disney had the money or at least pretended to have the money to be able to, you know, see it through, but Warner brothers and, Peacock, and they all decided, hey, we're going to be Netflix too, because it's not fair. I did investing by Warren Buffett. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's not fair that uh, Netflix is is taking all the money. Like they should, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, no, Netflix is basically the operating system for the streaming internet. And you guys are, cre are content creators making content for it. And that's fine because you don't have to maintain Netflix. You don't have to worry about subscribers. You don't have to worry, you know, mm -hmm. you just have to make good, good stuff. Let them worry about it. It's kind of like YouTube, right? Just you make content and YouTube has to stay in business. They have to figure that shit out. You, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to go compete with YouTube. I'm going to go put videos on my own website. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, you can. Nobody's stopping you. You, nope. you certainly can, but it's going to be an uphill battle for sure because you don't have the infrastructure that, that Google has. You know, it's just, it is what it is, guys. Um, so yeah, they said that their uh, third quarter streaming operating losses were $238 million. A year ago, they were $343 million. So they're spending all this money on stuff like Halo, spending all this money on stuff like the Star Trek that nobody likes. That's what I was thinking. The stuff that they're choosing, you know, because before like, you could make it and then sell it to them and then that'd be their problem if it didn't get subscribers. But you're putting it on your own. You're, you're making stuff people don't want and then you're putting the onus on yourself. Right. Um, and like... <sighs> God, it's just like, yeah, they're, they're choosing incorrectly. Like they're going all in on, I think the wrong stuff, spending lots and lots of money thinking that just the brand recognition alone is going to bring eyeballs. And that's, that's not, that's not the case. I mean, Halo has actively chased people off. Star Trek is actively, uh, they're actively trying to win them back, off. but knuckles looks good. I'll give them that. I knuckles looks good. Down to, and then we're going to talk about those Amazon. It comes down to like, we were just talking about those guys, Disney and then Amazon. They're all having these DEI initiatives. I think that's probably part of it too. I'm not saying Paramount has it. But I think a lot of these places are doing that. And what they're doing is they're they're too busy trying to chase these initiatives and they're less busy trying to chase content people actually want to see. Because yeah. they keep thinking they're mutually exclusive when they don't have to be. Like you can actually make good content that's diverse, but they're too busy trying to put diversity inclusion first over good content. And that's showing people are they're hemorrhaging subscribers, money, et cetera. And then they're somehow, you know, their the takeaway is it's everybody else's fault. Right. right. It's like just make good stuff. Keep your prices reasonable, which they're not doing that either. No, they keep jacking their prices up. So, yeah, speaking of which, let's talk about uh, Amazon Prime Video hit with a class action lawsuit over additional ad tiers. So we, we talked a little bit, I think, about this. But again, this is how they're going to bankroll the crappy content, you know, that they overspent on. You know, they're, they're spending way too much money making stuff like Lord of the Rings and, uh, they yeah, and look how well that went over. Yeah, and it's not giving them the returns they thought they were going to get. I think they thought if they do, oh, we do Halo for Paramount, or we do Lord of the Rings, something that's, that's really big franchise, 
we're going to be making Netflix money, and well, that's they not the case. They could have. That's the thing. They could have. They, they did it right, but they were too busy chasing these, you know, DEI shit things. And then because they made choices that were stupid, yeah. they ruined it. Well, we can see that. We can see that in Halo. We can see that in Star Trek. We can, we can see, see that, that in, in Lord of the Rings. And the yes. kicker is, you know, like I said, they keep acting like they're mutually exclusive like for years. I, this blows my mind. When we were kids, you always saw diversity inclusion on, on the screens, on TVs and everything else, and you thought nothing of it. Like I saw a meme where it had like, you know, um, it was like, I forget what it was like. It was, we'll say, we'll use the studios, for example, or Hollywood. And they're like, they're trying to resuscitate like someone who's dead. And it's like, and it says racism. And that's basically what's going on because we keep trying to look for boogeymen that aren't there. Are you allowed to say that? That's somehow racist. But they're trying to look I, for these things that. Against that, boogers? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> they keep trying to look for issues. And then instead of just understanding that you could have made a completely good show and you could have had diversity in it. And just and just not make it the focus, and just make it the characters just happen to be that way. And that's a little trickier with Lord of the Rings because you know you already had the movies that did not have that, so it looks like genocide. But you could have done that, yeah, and you could have still done a good show that sticks to the lore that is is a would have resonated with fans, and just happened to have diversity and inclusion in it. And it would have, and you know, behind the scenes, behind the camera, in front of the camera, everything, and not made a big deal about it. And you could have done well. And the the bad side about it is. Because I keep pushing these mandates, these mandates are coming out. People automatically assume that just because somebody is diverse that they're not qualified. And so somebody gets a job, they're like, well, you're not qualified. You just got your diversity higher, which is not fair either because there's a lot of people who legitimately are diverse and qualified. But the, but the studios have made it this, this major point. Instead of just hiring the most qualified person who happens to be diverse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're putting diversity as, as, as a shield and as a cause and not as an effect of doing good things. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Cause it's just like, I mean, that, that's actually insulting, isn't it? It is. It is. It's really not like, fair. Oh, this, this, um, Oh, look guys, we did a really shitty Lord of the Rings show. And it's, it's just because there's black people, right? But that's why you hate it. But then you find out the D that the diversity inclusion and stuff, the DI crap. And then you're like, that's why they made choices. They made, because it didn't make sense for the story, but they could have made choices that made sense for the story, still had diversity and not made it an issue. Like, look how diverse we are. You're just a bunch of bigots. And it would have done much better. And you still would have got diversity. You still would have behind, in front of them, behind the camera. You could have just found qualified people and not made a big deal about it. Just you hired them because they were qualified. No one would have questioned it. No, no, no. You have to make a big show of it. So let's um, talk about big show. Let's talk about this class action lawsuit. Because again, we, we talked briefly and it was, I mean, they just like dropped this. They're like, oh, by the way, we're jacking up Amazon. Again, and they keep doing this. They I mean, do. I must have like two hundred, three hundred dollars now. <laughs> it's like I don't ridiculous. Know. It used to be like sixty, fifty. They said they filed a uh, class action lawsuit against Amazon, stating it breached its contract and engaged in false advertising when it added an additional two ninety nine charge for Prime customers to receive ad free streaming on Prime Video. The complaint filed earlier this month deals with a recent change, very recent, like they just dropped it in, in January. Uh, to how Amazon Prime deals with ad-free viewing on Prime Video. Formerly, Amazon Prime subscribers paid $14.99 a month or $139 a year, which is still high, for a number of Amazon-related benefits, including ad-free viewing of movies and TV shows. However, in January, they changed the terms. Pray they don't alter the deal again. Prime subscribers must now pay an additional $2.99 a month for ad-free viewing, with regular Prime subscribers able to continue watching their shows with ads. And we know with ads... There'll be like 5,000 ads crammed mm -hmm. into a half an hour show. We're mm -hmm. seeing it on Hulu. Like mm -hmm. even pause your show. There's an ad on the pause screen. 
Like they're selling ads everywhere they can sell them. Because again, everybody's hard up for cash right now, right? They're all hard up for cash. Why let people go? Yeah. The plaintiff contends that uh, they and many others like them purchased a Prime subscription with an expectation of ad-free ad streaming, which has been available since 2011. The complaint points out that people such as the plaintiff who purchased an annual subscription to the service in, say, June, would only have spent 139 only to have the terms changed in January, effectively constituting a breach of contract. So what will happen is they'll settle. I, I, I'm going to speculate. They will settle. Everybody will get $2.99. Yes. Yeah, you know, and then they'll just continue on. And they know this. These, these companies, when they do it, they know they're going to get sued for this stuff. But they're like, okay, there's a class action suit. We'll throw a couple hundred million at it. It's still we're going to make more money in the long run than what it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but really what's costing them the most is the choice and programming. And they're really screwing that up. Uh, big time because people would subscribe if the stuff was worth it. But yeah, this is things are tough all over, guys. And it's, you know, we'll go back to the strikes, and everybody's like, "Yeah, yay, we all got better deals." I'm like, "Yeah, you, you did. If you can get a deal, uh, if you if yeah, you can, said, there's gonna be fewer deals. There are gonna be fewer yeah, deals. Those who get them are gonna get better ones. And they knew that. They knew that. They knew when so we we told people that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they, they're shocked now. They're shocked. I'm I like, know. no. It's like, no, they're not going to lose. The house never loses. So what they're going to do is they're going to be like, yeah, we'll give you better terms. What little do they know? We plan on having half as many shows as we had before. But sure, if you're one of the lucky ones, we'll, we'll give you a slightly better, a slightly better deal. One of the ones we want. If you're one of the ones we want. If you're one of the ones that can bring it. And they're all saying that. They're all saying we're just going to focus on stuff that's going to bring eyeballs. So there it is, guys. Uh, good luck, I guess. I, I, don't know. I don't know what else to say. I think it's a course correction. I think this is more of a course correction than anything. We're going to wrap it up. Yep. Please subscribe for more pop culture news, views, and rants, and we'll talk later. Thanks again for listening. More news and videos are available on our website at www.clownfishtv.com and on our YouTube channel, Clownfish TV. You can buy official merchandise, clownfish comic books, and more at shopclownfish.com. If you like this show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a positive review on iTunes and other podcast platforms. If you're looking to help support this show financially, go to clownfishsupport.com. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of this show, send us an email at business at webreef.io. This podcast is a production of Clownfish Studios, LLC and Web Reef Media, proudly made in Pittsburgh, USA. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.